I went into the living room only to see my daughter watching a, what I th- I don't know what the tours are, but she was watching something on Netflix that was she's watching a she's watching a concert. Like who literally sits and watches a concert that you're not at? Who does that? I'm starting to worry a little bit. Now, when they show up with a Chiefs jersey on, that's when we'll really have yeah, issues, that'd right? would be a problem in your house. The uh, the only troubling thing you've mentioned is cutting of the hair to make it look like her bangs. Bro, I feel she's so – my. that's problematic. She is so beautiful, and it's just she won't listen, and she came out with her bangs, and I, I turn to my wife and I'm like, Go get them fixed. I don't know how to fix bangs. I don't know what's – this is in 1993, right? I grew up with my daughter, my sister, doing the thing with her hair and the mm. curling iron and the hairspray. Thank goodness we protected the ozone, right? My gosh, could you imagine what it would be like if we didn't protect the ozone? But, yeah, I'm uh, a little worried. But I bring it up because I had to laugh at this tweet that I saw. I just retweeted it. Was that tongue-in-cheek about the ozone? Very much so. Like we we got rid of all the aerosol cans to save the ozone, and now all I hear is is that the global warming. Global warming. If I'm we like, didn't what? fix it, we we stopped hairspray. What I, is that? Uh, I keep waiting for a yeah, actually tweet to come in for. Well, actually, the ozone's not nothing to do with global. I I don't care. I'm just what, go along uh, with the joke, guys. What was the stuff that you always talk about, like the golden or whatever that you put in your hair? Oh, oh, um, a sun in. Sun, sun in. in. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what sun in could do for me now? But I, I brought it up partially because I did laugh at this tweet. Uh, it said Swifties are looking at Travis's old tweets, trying to find something problematic. But all they are finding is this man loves Chipotle. He can't spell and has no thoughts, just vibes. A king. I feel attacked. I mean, that's kind of like my life in one sense. Though I would replace he's got a Chip- good, he's got a good PR department. Yeah, it's, I would replace Chipotle with probably like Canes or something like that. Do they had Canes as the meal in the press box for the softball game last Thursday? I I almost cried. I was so happy. I'm like, look at this. Lots of toast. Lots of toast. So if anyone has any advice to help end this swifty craze i would be more than open to it i think you i, I think just you gotta have go to write it, it out right? you have to write it out because the more you fight against it the worse it will be <sighs> dang it but uh any way you can get the message across that you should not be cutting your own hair would be uh positive <laughs> by the way jason writes swifties are the karens of tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised none of them have yet to post the words i need to speak to your manager yeah, I, I guarantee it. Uh, let, let's get let's get after it. Top five stories today, every single day here at 11 a.m. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. NewcastleCasino.com. Here you go. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, Newcastle Casino is located off I-44, exit 107, online at newcastlecasino.com. I think I've said that twice now, so big story number five. Number five. Credit to my man George Stoya. Tweeted about 20 minutes ago, the meeting among Big 12 athletic directors discussing the title game tiebreakers has been completed and a statement clarifying the rules from the conference should be released sometime today. Derek Young, who covers Kansas State, 
retweeted that and said, the language shared here makes me think that Oklahoma State is getting their way. George Stoyer responded with, that is the expectation. So it sounds like, Josh, we are on the verge of getting a clarification on the clarification. Does that make sense? <laughs> if, if any of you are confused, speak now or forever hold your peace. And if you haven't heard, after being pretty staunch in its belief that and, and its wording that, hey, head-to-head's not going to matter in a three-team tie because not everyone has played everyone, uh, Barry Trammell did a little digging and come to find out they actually didn't have things set up in their mind the proper way. So that's where we are right now. Head-to-head does matter. And in the case of this one, these three teams – sorry, Josh. And just these three teams, since Kansas State beat both OU and OSU, if they're tied, then – or I'm sorry, since Oklahoma State beat both Kansas State and Oklahoma, Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma State would get in. And basically this eliminates the scenario where Oklahoma State, Kansas State, OU all win, but KU loses that extra game to Cincinnati, right? Right. That would have sent Oklahoma to the Big 12 championship game. So this this removes one – pathway to the Big 12 championship. Do I have that correct? You do. Now, uh, I'll I'll continue to give uh, George his flowers on this. I'll give him his shine because he came up and and we're not not the scenario show, okay? The Big 12 scenario show is 6 to 9 a.m. right here on The Ref. (laughs) And that is Toby and TJ. T-Row in the morning show. That is the scenario show. But George did simplify it in a way that I got to be honest with you, I don't know if it's right, but I can't argue that it's wrong, and I haven't seen a lot of yeah buts in his mentions yet by any stretch of the imagination. Outside of the one scenario I laid out for you. That's right. He said that for Oklahoma, it's fairly simple. The Sooners are in if Texas loses to Iowa State and you win your last two games. Texas loses to Tech, and Iowa State beats Kansas State. Or Oklahoma State loses to Houston or BYU. George said, to be clear, only one of those scenarios has to happen, assuming OU wins out. Is that yeah. right? I'm I, George, I'm going with your I'm word I'm going on to this, take brother. it as uh, the gospel of George. Yes. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, is, that, is there anything more we need to add in the, in the Big 12 tiebreaker conversation except for waiting – Waiting, Josh, to see what this statement is on the clarification. Yeah, we're waiting for official clarification. We're waiting for the clarification on the clarification. And then when we get that clarification, if it's during this here very radio program, we'll bring you that clarification. I would like traction. Sal wants attraction. <laughs> Toby just Toby tweeted, does any anybody know if Iowa State now controls their own destiny? <laughs> That was the big fight on the T-Row in the morning show and then Toby on Twitter. All right. um, Big story number four. Number four. Well, do they? I don't know. What are are you doing? I don't want to know. This is not that show. I'm sorry. We'll tune in tomorrow morning. (laughs) Tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. They'll have it figured out. Toby and TJ will have this all figured out. TJ, we're counting on you, man. Toby, we're counting on you. You guys, make sure you get this. And I don't want any mistakes either. I don't want angry guy on Twitter to have to get after you. All right. uh, Last night in the NBA, 
I thought the Oklahoma City Thunder looked pretty amazing. Now, in fairness, uh, San Antonio ain't quite there yet. And I know that's not proper English. But Oklahoma City dominated and throttled the uh, Spurs last night, 123-87. I guess in the battle of first-year players, it was all about Chet Holmgren. For the most part, even though ESPN is in love with them, some Wimbenyama uh, highlights. But uh, this is last night in the second quarter. Mitchell gets it in up top to Kenneth Williams. The home open. Snaps off an angle right three. Looks at it is. Cha-ching, a Thunder money ball. So the rookie from Gonzaga splashes. He's making 51% of his trades this season. And the Thunder go back up eight. And then more. Shea fed the outlet. Down the lane swooping, but he's denied penetration by Brandon. Circles back on the dribble. Crosses over, steps back, fires an angle right three-pointer that's online, and in there, cha-ching, a Thunder money ball. Shea is sensational. 22 tonight on 12 shots. Uh, Thunder win it, 123-87. But yet all anybody's talking about is what, Josh? Traymond Green choking Rudy Gobert in a fight that started literally right off the, uh, right off the tip last night. Beautiful. Um. Anything else from the NBA we need to add? I mean, that's it, right? Aren't those the two things? Yeah, exactly. What else matters? Oh, can I throw college hoops in last night? You may. That Kansas-Kentucky game was awesome. Kentucky had a double-figure lead second half. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk it up. That was Rally f- back. I, I found myself realizing that Hutter Dickinson in uh, the – in Lawrence is going to be a, a, a little bit of a problem in case you haven't noticed yet. Has Michigan State ever had a season in the last 25 years or since they won that national championship where Michigan State, we went into the season, they were a top five, top ten team, and they actually played well all season long? Dang, man, that's a good question. I don't know. They, they always lose like eight, 12 games. <laughs> And then get red hot in the tournament. And I'm sick of it with Michigan State. I'm tired of it. Duke, uh, that was a nice win for them last night. Yeah. Uh, Big story. Oh, what's up, man? Tanner's here. All right, big story number three. Number three. Josh, you know me. I I think of road trips, flights, things of that nature. What was your major takeaway from the Oklahoma Sooners softball schedule release? I like it. I think it's a good schedule. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think Oklahoma's fighting that fight that they've fought a little bit where there's only so many teams that will say yes to playing Oklahoma. Washington, that'll be uh, that'll be fun right off the bat. Duke and Washington in the Puerto Vallarta challenge down there. And then you've got Notre Dame, Wisconsin, some other teams that we touched on earlier. So it's a good schedule. Is it a great schedule? No, right. I don't think it is. But uh, I don't think that's from any fault of Oklahoma. The opener will be February 8th, and it will be in Puerto Vallarta. They'll take on Utah Valley and Duke in back-to-back games. Then they'll play Washington late on a Friday night, February 9th. They'll go from Mexico to Lake Charles, Louisiana, to Palm Springs, California. And then the opener at Love's Field on March 1st. So... Exciting, exciting times for the Oklahoma Sooner softball team. I've I've made a request. I have a goal. I don't know when individual tickets go on sale or anything of that nature. 
But I would like to see a crowd on April 16th in Oklahoma City similar to what we saw for OU Texas. OU and Tulsa play. It shouldn't matter the opponent. This is Sooner softball. This is a Tulsa team that – Pack it down. That is, is an Oklahoma squad. So let's go. Let's pack this place out. That's my goal. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. That plus, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of excited about the April trip to um, – to Orlando as well. Hall of Fame Stadium, April. Has it sunk in for you yet that this is three months away? No, not at all. Not even close. I, it's actually less than that. I did one thing to move a flight so I can get back on Saturday night from Mexico. So that was one thing that I did. Um, I haven't looked ahead in the itinerary to see uh, how many shows I'm going to have to miss. How far is Lake Charles, Louisiana? I might just drive that. Dallas can get me a car for a road trip. Let me see here. Did you say this will be year number nine for you? This is year nine for me. That's amazing, man. Lake Charles, Louisiana. Directions. What are you guessing? What would you guess would be the amount of time? Nine hours. Nine. Okay. Let's see here. Well, while we wait, let's hit big story. Are we on number two already? I think so. Eight hours and two minutes. Okay. So I, I, I overshot it a bit. That's drivable for me. That's drivable for me. All right, big story number two. Number two. Sticking with the Oklahoma Sooners, last night the OU men's basketball team, uh, in a word, rolled over Texas State. Sooners off to a nice start. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about the competition that they're playing uh, between Central Michigan, Mississippi Valley State, and Texas State. I don't know if necessarily we're playing Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas, but it will take the wins, 93-50. to 54 was the final last night. Porter Moser afterwards talked about Milos Uzan and his, I guess you could say, big night for the Oklahoma Sooners and how Uzan really took control of things. Wait for it. Is that Coach? A, is that? Game, how he what? I, I saw what is this? All right, let's try it again. Just, yeah, no, he's um, from the beginning. I mean, just look at the first play of the game, how he skipped it to Jalen Moore. Um, I, I saw him get one, a late one, to, I think Luke on a, on a out of bounds or on a, on a roll. He just, you know, he's, he's, he's got command of the game. And, um, you know, so it's, it's a luxury. And then you got his counterpart, Javion, who I thought got the pace going, made some big baskets in the second half. He's just so fast. He can get to that rim so fast that he can shoot. So people worry about him on that pull-up shot from three. So, they, you know, they're out there, then he can go by you. So his speed... Um, and uh, but I thought Los um, Los had command of the game. And the bigs, the bigs, Josh Helmer were good last night. Yeah, I think you know Sam and John both are, are doing something. I was trying to find you know for Luke too. Luke's natural position is a five. I'm playing him at the four. I'm trying to get him some five. So it's a good problem. I mean, Sam had ten points and, and six rebounds in 15 minutes. You know, John had 12 points and seven rebounds in 17 minutes. I mean. I couldn't be more happy with that. And uh, so, um, you know, got to devise an offense with both of them in there at the same time. Yeah, yeah, Luke's skilled. No, I, and, you know, I liked his confidence with it. He tried to make an outlet, and they were taking it away, and he just brought it up. And we were, we're if you notice, we're not this, it's got to go to one guy. We have multiple guys. We're trying to pass it ahead and strike in transition, just playing with a lot of faster, uh, faster pace. I think the only question that I would have about OU right now is going to be the role of the true freshman 
um, and Colin Cooper. Cooper played 14 minutes last night. I thought he looked really good. But they've got some depth. And I said Uzan's big night. I mean, uh, he only scored eight points, but in the way that he ran the offense, dished out five assists, he looked really smooth. One final tune-up, Rio Grande, uh, and then obviously the Rady Children's Invitational versus good Iowa team played well uh, at Creighton last night and then either Seton Hall or USC where it starts ratcheting up. And then down the road a little bit, you got that Big East, Big 12 battle versus Providence, of course, Arkansas and North Carolina as well. So the uh, the non-conference tests, they'll right. start cranking up here pretty quick. All right, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, big story number one. Uh, we're a little bit late, so when we come back, a couple more things from Brent Venable's press conference, and we really haven't gone in on the new college football playoff rankings. So a lot of college football talk next right here on The Ref. Do you think we'll get the clarification, clarification from the Big 12 before we get out of here? And do you think it'll change anything? In other words... From what I, we're expecting? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Jason Bean practiced uh, practiced today for Kansas, so that would be interesting. Good. So he's playing against uh, Kansas, Kansas State. State. There's a part of me that wouldn't mind getting Kansas State out of this, too. Just go ahead and let Kansas beat them. Ding them with their third loss. If Jason Bean is healthy, KU's going to win that game. I think you're right. I think you're right. Do you know, I've had a – you want to get into the playoff rankings real quick because we haven't talked about it much. I'm not overly outraged by anything in the playoff rankings at all. I didn't have a problem with George moving up to number one. I I think if you based it on the way teams here, – here's what confuses me about what the committee in Boo Corrigan says. Every week is a fresh look. Every week is a fresh look. Well, if that were the case, then Alabama would be ranked ahead of Texas, right? But since Texas beat Alabama, they deserve that, right? So there is one dude in this – there is one dude in the um, teleconference that literally sounds like he stole the, the call-in number. I think he's a writer in, in, in Alabama. And every week, how do you – and it's the question is always justify. How do you justify – how do you justify – putting Alabama below Texas, you know, and there's, I mean, the, the very simple answer is what? Well, Alabama lost to Texas, lost to Texas. They beat them. But how do you justify I mean, Well, okay. So the idea, they beat you. The idea that Alabama fans are, are laying out there. And obviously Greg McElroy has done it every single week on TV. McElhaney, McEl, McElroy. Is that Alabama's just playing better football? Here's what Boo Corrigan said yesterday about whether why Texas is ahead of Alabama, what that looks like. Uh, again, two really good teams. Um, Alabama's continued to improve, and Jalen Milrow has gotten better each week. Um, as we look at it, Heather, you know, one of our um, – as, as we look at it, the uh, importance of the head-to-head is there just as conference championships are. But as I, I think I said it on the show, you know, the, the debate in the room uh, continues to be strong as we're going through this and making sure that we're looking at everything as we gather more information and, you know, teams are different. Uh, Texas has Quinn Ewers back, right, after being gone for a couple of weeks. Um, so we'll continue to look at it, and you know, but head-to-head certainly is important. 
I realized last night, and it's taken me. Why give such a long response there? Texas won at Alabama. Boom, done. Next question. Um, Stop asking me dumb questions. Next question. I realized something last night, and it's taken me. How many years have we done the playoff committee? Is this like the ninth year of it? So 14 would have been the first, right? Yeah, yeah. so essentially ninth, tenth season of it. They don't. Yeah, I have to do that every single tenth season. Thank you. They try to talk to non-college football diehards whenever they're they, they talk to us like the Big Twelve talks to us whenever it comes to the <laughs> the, the Big Twelve tiebreaker. Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I mean, yeah, we all know Texas beat Alabama. What, do you have some metrics you can throw in there? I mean, everyone loves. Numbers and metrics and chaos theories and EPA and all that stuff. But it's just to me, it's like, well, you know, this and we're always looking at things. Like, I, get a little in the weeds with me. And I, I, that's been my biggest complaint with the playoff committee chair. Get in the weeds with me a little bit. Let's go. Let's dive into this a bit. Instead of just weaving and bobbing for 35 right. seconds. Well, and you know, nothing. it's like, like the, well, we're kind of Quinn Ewers is back. It's like, well, no. There's a strong debate. Every single person. That is listening to you right now and watching the college football rankings knows Quinn Ewers was back last week. There's not a single person that's like, oh well, I, I guess Quinn Ewers being back has. It's like they talk to us like we don't watch college football. There's a strong debate in the room. There's an argument oh. to be made that Alabama is playing arguably some of the best football in America, but we can't get past the head-to-head loss versus Texas. That has to count. Next question. Thank you. Let, let me let me throw this. This was one to me that someone had asked me as far as are you, how locked in are you on, say, the debate involving Ohio State and Michigan. I can't believe nobody asked about Iowa. Nobody asked about Iowa. That's the one people should be asking about. They, oh, we had the Bill Hancock. Let me speak for, Let me speak for Chris here. Uh, right off the top, because someone asked about James Madison. By the way, sidebar, what would you say is if college game day is going to the biggest games in college football every single week, right? The biggest games. That's what college game day does. Yeah, that's what they say. What would be the biggest game? Just look at the top 25 real quick. I think it's the only matchup. It's one of okay. two. It's one of two or three matchups between ranked teams. I'll find it. Just give me a okay, moment. Okay, I'll give here. you a I'll second. You. What would you consider to be the biggest game in college football this weekend? Because I think ESPN is purposefully not going to that game because they know how terrible they're going to be treated. Yeah, it's it's Washington at Oregon State. Ding, ding, ding. That that's the the most important, biggest game. It's an undefeated team against a top, a fringe top ten team. Right. The the group uh, of fans that Pat McAfee dunked all over. Right. Exactly. But you don't want to go there because can't deal with the heat. Can't take the heat. You want to sit there and. Uh, Make fun of these guys, and then you can't can't go out there and show your face. Yeah, they're a top eleven team, and all of a sudden you're like, well, you know, we're not going to go out there they, right now. They absolutely should be at that game. Agreed. Agreed. It's I mean, an ABC game too. It is. So, Kirk Curb Street is going to where are they? There is it in North Carolina? Or is it in Virginia? I don't know what the App State uh, JMU game is, but 
I'm pretty sure that they're going to James Madison to see the – I think it's a James Madison home game, right? Yeah, it is. So they're going to they're going to James Madison. They're going to Virginia. And then Kirk Herbstreit is going to have to fly all the way across the country to Corvallis, Oregon in order to call the game that night. He's got to just be like, guys, what are we doing? What are we doing? Let's just go to Corvallis. Okay. Back to the rankings. Um <laughs> Back to the rankings. Not to mention it would be sensational television. Oh, it'd be great. To see that crowd get get rowdy and get after McAfee would be would be and I feel like he would handle it well, he don't you? He would be great. He would and they would love him when it was over. Yes. And he would come away saying, I had no idea. I was wrong. Because Pat McAfee's pretty awesome. But no, no, no. All right. Uh why is it's, instead they have to take us to these stupid games that nobody cares about. No, the Duke, with, with all due respect to James Madison, I'm it's a sorry. great run the Dukes are on right now. But nobody cares outside of the two people that'll text me like, "Well, I care." In 1946, all right, here we go. Georgia, why are they number one, Boo? Why now? Well, you know, we we go in there every week, and I've repeated again with, with a clean sheet. But you, you look at the Missouri win, um, Missouri's win in turn over over Tennessee and the Mississippi win, and, and looking at the totality of the schedule, right, as, as we go through this, um, and, you know, 5 and up against teams that are 500 and better, the win over Florida, the win over Kentucky, um, and, and Penn State continues to be a really good team, and, you know, particularly their defense and their offense coming along and, you know, having dynamic players, um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball like Marvin Harrison Jr., so... You know, again, active, uh, strong debate in the room uh, as we're going through this. But we, you know, as – I'm sorry. I just – Boo puts me to sleep. It's, man. I'm just, so sorry. I apologize. Whole, this whole exercise is so dumb in some I ways. Know. It's so contrived. I know. And just come out and say what everybody knows to be true. Georgia has won multiple national championships in a row. We've now seen enough that they are the clear best team in America. We can't justify having Ohio State ranked in front of them. And we're sorry, and that's why they're number one. It was a mistake that we ever had Ohio State number one to begin with. I I was going to play the quote about them all where he talks about how locked in they are. Oh, we're locked in. you got to hear part of this at least. Because someone had asked. I I, I think he kind of misunderstood. I think he kind of misunderstood the question. Because it was like, how locked in are you guys on the debate about Ohio State and Michigan right now? And then it like became, oh, this group is locked in. Uh, a, a lot of time, Matt. You, you know, we talk about it early. We talk about it in the middle. We talk about it at the end. And make sure that, you know, as we go through this in the voting process that, um, you know, there's, there's healthy, uh, strong debates, uh, conversations around each one of the teams. And then in comparison uh, to the other teams and, and making sure that we're, you know, tracking where the games are and, um, you know, who's in, uh, who's playing again, um, you know, who's out, all of those things. But, you know, this is, this is a locked-in group. There you go. And, and we go into the room and we lock in and then, you know, we'll eat something and then we'll lock in again. Yeah, see. I would be terrible in that room. I would be terrible in that room. Do you well, me tell you why? We'll eat something and we lock back in. Do you know why I would be terrible in that room? Because like, all right, let's debate where Ohio State and Michigan should be in the ranking. Where I'm like, hey, 
They're going to play each other in two weeks. <laughs> Guys, we don't have to worry about them. They That's play fine. next week. Bring me another scoop of ice cream or something, right? Exactly. It's like, wow, what should we do with Alabama? Still, get, uh, Texas beat them, and they're going to play George in the SEC championship game. So, yeah, let's just keep them there. We don't have to do anything. Is Penn State good? Another coffee. I think they're good. They're not great. They're not, but they're not great. We keep trying to make Penn State something they're not. And James Franklin. And James Franklin something he's not. Yeah, they uh, the Drew Aller thing. He's young. I, I said this. I don't know if we talked about this. I, I tweeted this out. He's young. I get that. But I feel I've almost seen enough that he's not going to be the answer for them. to The way that people were talking about him this offseason plank was like, oh, my gosh, enough with Clifford and all these bozos they've had playing quarterback. They've got a star now. Drew Aller. Drew Aller. 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 Drew Aller. <laughs> I can't speak. That's, that's Boo Corrigan talking about Drew Aller. Do you know what? 703, you are right. He, you are 100% right. I might say nobody cares about JMU. On the national scale, there's going to be a crazy scene for game day. Everyone's going to love it. But to me, and you're right, JMU is an FCS. Blue blood, this is a great story, being bowl ineligible. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's dumb that they're bowl ineligible. But when you're going there as opposed to a basically a top 10 matchup of two power conference teams – and, and Oregon State, the venom of we got left behind. Right. And, and Washington's trying to fight for the Pac-12 championship and a college football playoff berth. They're not the same. They're mm-hmm. not equal. And you're right. And I appreciate you going to bat for JMU in that respect. But game day got it wrong. They, got they it did. Wrong. Okay, quick break. When we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, to the text line we go. Oh, it's been an active and a very wild day. We'll dive into it next right here on The Ref. Moppin' Roofing presenting our number three of the Plank Show. That's Bob and the Moppin' Roofing and Construction Company. They got you covered, Oklahoma, 405-703-3843. Over 35 years of experience, insurance specialists that can help with fire and flood remediation work, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Bob Mop and his team, they got you covered, Oklahoma. Again, 405-703-3843. To the text line we go. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. The Cruton Therapist out of the 918. In therapy, we like to have people connect with the reality of their thoughts. So, imagine the number of people that would need to be involved in order for the conspiracy theories about officiating and screwing OU to be true. Is that reality? Well, <laughs> Cruden Therapist, allow me to tell you in this therapy session, I'm not here to engage with reality. <laughs> Can't do it, won't do it. So, hold on. Somebody but it's a strong point, right? Somebody who's just started therapy, That's I'm going to really need a lot of clarification. <laughs> yeah. People Can you clarify the therapy? With the reality of their thoughts. Like, I don't have bad thoughts Cruton therapist I just I'm just miserable I mean it's just (laughs) so I don't know how that would help me what's the reality of that thought I think everybody hates me and can't stand me I've got a text line and a Twitter feed where I can show you enough that would back that up so then what would you do how would you help me um I absolutely believe that there is a bias against Oklahoma absolutely 100% believe it could not convince me otherwise. Now, do I think it's deep? Do I think it's like a deep state thing where your mark in the Big 12 is like, 
<laughs> if you want to work for this league, right, you're going to hose Oklahoma. No, absolutely not. But I've seen I've seen and heard enough to where I can't help but buy it, Josh. I'm sorry. Is there Dems a the way race. for us to request, like, text and email communication from the Big 12 office to its officials? Can we do that through a Freedom of Information Act? You can't. You can't. You See, can't. I don't know. Is is it a public? Is it considered someone that's Invasion smarter than me? Right. Is it a public institution? Like in other words, because you can do that for public schools and public universities and Tr- things of that nature. Tram's got some free time, right? I mean, he can get. I mean, listen, this. Barry Trammell, you got a stone under the bus, man. Come on. You got you dive into this a little more. Let's see what these conversations look like. Let's just get to the, the bottom of this. Let's find out if there is, in fact, a conspiracy. <laughs> Good text, the recruiting therapist. Good text. Dallas Bill out of the 918. I'm still upset that Matayer was flagged and ejected from the game just for giving the Jazz hands to Anthony Wilson. If Matayer would have sneezed in his direction, I'm sure he would have been hit with a targeting okay, flag. I've watched that a thousand times. Did he do something before that? Is that why that because if that's why he got the personal foul, I, I don't. We're way beyond it, and we haven't even had to have a conversation about a wipe at Wednesday. But that that if that's what drew the something had to happen within the pile, right? Something had to happen because there's no way that's the only reason why he got the flag. Just diffusing the the game itself, but I mean, look, it's. Where was the diffusing on the West Virginia end of the equation? Guys standing over and taunting. Right, exactly. Stoops, so yeah, uh, Kyle and Broken Bow. That's the five eight zero. I loved that Davis Bevel got the opportunity to play. It really showed how motivated and hungry this coaching staff keeps their players. Davis Bevel could have had a horrible mindset after what happened against Texas. The staff would not have put him in if he didn't continue to prepare himself. It spoke volumes to me. And uh, Plank, on this text, there's others that uh, had pointed out or made the argument, the the Jackson-Arnold conversation, right? right? Was there any part of the staff saying, hey, Davis, here's a chance for you to get out there and take a couple of snaps? I don't know. That's a fair question. I don't know. Because, look, as much as Davis Bevel has been a punching bag and understandably so how the fan base responded after – a historically bad OU Texas game, right? I mean, the worst performance by a quarterback probably ever in that game. Right. And yet the coaching staff also understands and is aware and watches this guy go about his business the last couple of years, right? You want to reward somebody that's seemingly been a good teammate. Right, exactly. And a hard worker, I'm sure. Uh, we got time for one more quick one here? No, Moss. Okay. Dan and Madison, let me assure you, the SEC protects Bama. Ole Miss versus Bama had three very odd calls. <clears throat> I don't know what just happened. Ole Miss versus Alabama had three very odd calls at odd times this year as well. So you know further than the targeting call in the LSU-Bama game against Jalen Daniels. Or Jane Daniels, excuse me. All reviews are done where? Birmingham. Birmingham is how far from Tuscaloosa? 50 miles. You can go ahead and pin this text. You will see soon enough Dan and Madison. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's funny. Do you uh, – 580 Nate. 580 Nate dropped that. 580-Nate, you've been hilarious over the last couple of days. I just want to – Don't I, feel that we, we don't we don't appreciate or see. Yeah, exactly. 
He uh, sent us a text said, live look at Plank and Helmer doing the last 30 minutes of a full show. And it's from, uh, what, the King of Queens? Yeah, is that whenever, Kevin James? Whenever Kevin James is running the marathon he looks he's in out pretty of gas. Good, he looks in pretty good shape in this. Uh, that, that's funny. That's about as good a shape as Kevin James can be in. Right there. Josh from uh, Car KAR Equipment writes, trying to figure out the Big 12 shenanigans is pretty tough. I wonder how annoying figuring out our playoff opponent will be. <laughs> hey, I, can I tell you something that I have completely and totally revolted against? I can't – and I love – Andy Staples does it every week and now everyone's doing it. But the, this is what it would look like if the 12-team playoff was this year. I'm like, <laughs> right. oh, gosh, dude. But it's not. It's not. What are we doing? And yet now you're in? And, and, and yeah, now I'm sucked in on it, well, Josh. Oklahoma, I'm sucked in. Oklahoma's got a chance. Under the 12-team format, they might still get in. Uh, okay, thank you. Squirrel from Norman says, McCade was getting into it in the dark during the scoops. Uh, Stoops, south ends are north end zone scuffle. Okay. I've uh, I've got a little bit of a take on this BYU game. I, it's not a great take. Well, let's but... do this. We have final thoughts coming up next. Yeah. And I think this would be a great final thought. And I'm curious to get your response to it. Look at you. So that means I can uh, – I can steer clear of my final thought story that I'd found on Barstool. Well, we could maybe today. we could we could probably find time for both. No, I think we're good. I, I would much rather go with uh, with you, uh, your story outside of the. Uh, it's actually an incredible story. What's it about? A Jack Russell Terrier who guarded the body of her owner for three months while lost in the Rocky Mountains as she survived on insects and chipmunks. Huh. Huh. And you guys say Jack Russell Terriers are too crazy of dogs. How did uh, – what was the dog eating? That's a good question. I think <laughs> the chipmunks and the bugs as well. I think that's how it went. Dog <laughs> might have been doing the hunting. <laughs> All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, Josh has some thoughts on BYU. It's the ref. All right, final thoughts brought to you by Primrose Funeral Service. Primrose Funeral Services, prepaid memorial plans that protect your loved ones from financial and emotional decisions at a difficult time. 405-321-6000, online at primrosefuneralservice.com. By the way, the I guess you could say the plot twist in the Jack Terrier or the Jack Russell Terrier story. <laughs> yeah, it was a little darker ending than we thought. Is that the uh, owner was actually dead and he just stayed there protecting the owner? Oh man! While the dog For ate chipmun- uh, chipmunks. How would they know and the bugs? Oh, I guess they would see like the dead carcasses around there or the stool. Stool. If, if they really wanted to get, you know. So you had a final thought on the Brigham Young University game this weekend. So as we. Tilt the focus from, okay, the tie breaks clarifying to, okay, what type of football game, what type of test is this for Oklahoma the rest of the week? I felt this way a little bit going into the Bedlam game, Mm -hmm. and in some ways maybe it's still going to ring true, right, for some. But in order for this season to be regarded as a success for Oklahoma, they cannot lose this football game. Nope. I don't think they can lose either of these last two football games in the regular season. They got to beat BYU. They got to beat TCU. And really, probably needs to be relatively similar to what happened against West Virginia. That is my final thought today. I could not agree more. Here's the thing. I have felt worried about one game this year. And it was the Kansas game. Now, I heard... Cincinnati's defense talked up, and that ended up being a rock fight for a while, right? 
that concerned me a bit. I, I'm just telling you right now, and it's and it's a bad look, but I'm not going to change the way I felt. I was not a believer that Oklahoma State was going to be able to stay on the field with Oklahoma, but the Sooners became their own worst enemy. If Oklahoma protects the football on Saturday and has any, I mean, any Josh type of a fast start, I think they should roll in Provo. Here's the other thing. You must be crazy if you eat anything that an opposing team gives you in the stands. I was like, oh, look, they bring brownies and ice cream. To- <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We'll have the royal taste tester there to have that one. Isn't that great? No, it's not. No, it's not. Stop. All right, y'all have a great rest of your day. Steelman is ready to roll. Uh, we'll be back from Cavens tomorrow. Are we now are we doing Cavens on a different day, or is it just for next week with Thanksgiving? I think just next okay. week. See you back here tomorrow on The Ref. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.